Blog Talk Radio. Because that way, you know, 
we're not having to make an extra stop if I wake up in between time and have to go. So so he wakes me up where this love truck stop somewhere in some godforsaken place and 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 so I'm I'm half asleep and half awake and you know I stumble out of the truck and I walk on in there you know and and and, and those love truck stops the the people behind the counter they yell out good morning or whatever he about stirred the shit out of me when I walked through the door because I was still half asleep. <laughs> Good morning, and I jumped, you know, I was like, God, no, you know, so then I go to the bathroom, you know, and I walk into the bathroom, and, and I'm looking around, and I'm thinking, it was a really small, small truck stop, this one, you know, and I was looking around, and damn, they don't even have urinals in the bathroom, this place is really tiny, so, you know, I'm looking around, there's only like two two uh, toilet stalls, and, and that's it, no urinals, you know, just a, you know, a couple of things, so... So I use it, you know, and I go and I wash my hands and everything, and I go to walk out the door, and when I walk out the door, I look off to the side, and there's the men's room. I walk into the women's room. <laughs> I said, sure glad no women came walking in while I was there. <laughs> I could have been arrested. There a woman in there in the stall next to you? No, there was nobody in there. Thank oh. God. <laughs> mortified that poor woman. <laughs> I was I was I was just trying to figure out why they didn't have urinals, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a on one of the last road trips we took was in a, one of the truck stops, uh, not the gas. I guess the rest stops, and they had like this one foot high urinal in it. It was like a family restroom, so everybody could yeah. go apparently. They had the changing <laughs> table. And they didn't even have a regular urinal, just the toilet, but then they had this little, like, knee-high to a grasshopper urinal. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I've, I've been to places where the urinal was so high I had to get on my tiptoes to be able to use it. And I thought, Jesus, they, they wanted to make sure that even the tallest person would use it. I thought, if anybody was short, they'd have to go get a step stool or something, man. It's it's crazy. It's really crazy. You know, just absolutely nuts. You know, we I, I took last last Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, and so Monday they finally got us going about Monday around one o'clock in the afternoon, and and just to give a conception to the people how much traveling we do, driving ten hours on, ten hours off, constant, constant driving. Is it, since since Monday afternoon we've gone from from St James Missouri which is up near St Louis and uh, and we went down and picked up a load in Arkansas and took it to Dallas Texas and then we went to Tyler Texas and picked up a load and took it to Atlanta Georgia then we picked up a load last night we were not last night we were in Atlanta Georgia at eleven o'clock last night and we went and picked up a load at about I think it was about. 4.30 this morning, we went picked up a load in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was in Richmond, Virginia by 2 o'clock this afternoon. Wow. Now, you as the drivers, do you have to also load the vehicle, or do they have people that do that? Well, all we have to do is hook the trailer to it. Oh, thank God. Uh, yeah, we don't, we don't have to load or unload anything. The, the, the shipper and the, and the person who receives the stuff always load and unload it. Oh. Or if they don't, then they have what they call lumpers. And those yeah. people there that will that will unload it, and some of these lumpers are really charging outrageous fee. I remember once back when I was with my trainer, we had to pay two hundred and fifty dollars for these lumpers to unload the truck. Oh wow, that doesn't come out of your pay. No, the company oh, the company takes and, and and sends a, a PO code, and then they can get their cash through Comcheck. But you know, it, it's ridiculous. You know, it's like 
why is a trucking company paying to unload the stuff you ordered and bought? Yeah, you know? I don't know. I guess that's but why they're called lumpers because they get this lump sum from the trucking yeah. company. <laughs> or they're going to get their lumps from somebody they don't want to sell. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get a Did you ever get a picture of that tiger? No, no, I haven't been back either yet. And uh, uh, hopefully one of these days we'll we'll go down along because it's on the Interstate 10. Lately they've been sending us on the 20, which is in the northern part of Louisiana, so we haven't been by there, you know, in a while. So who knows, you know? But uh, you know. Also wanted to touch fact, you know, we're going to be starting this new segment. You know, I want people to get to know about it, so that way they can get ready for it. And, and you know, you know, I've I've been I've been divorced for like 20 years, and uh, and I finally decided, you know what, I think it's time to find somebody. You think 20 years was a long enough wait? Well, let me add this because I know you so well. You've rarely dated in that time by choice. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. I think 20 years is plenty long enough. So we are going to make our best effort at finding Michael a mate. <laughs> well, she's going to have to, like, really confine spaces because the sister isn't that big. <laughs> she's going to have to love to travel. That was his polite way of saying, I'd like her to be a little bit lean. <laughs> So she can fit in my sleeper. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's always that. Well, never mind. I'm not going to say what I was saying. <laughs> I didn't want to hate me all that way, that's for sure. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you know, I, I, think, I think it's time. You know, I'm starting to get, actually, I'm starting to feel lonely, and, and I've never felt that way in 20 years. Yeah, you've really been an independent soul for sure. You've yeah, you know, it's like to me in the time that I've known you that you really felt. I know you felt underappreciated, et cetera, et cetera, at certain times. But yeah, lonely, not so much. So it's time we're going to have some sort of semblance of a dating game on air over what period of time we haven't decided yet. But since Michael is going to another twenty years. <laughs> well, no, no. Since you're, I mean, I think it's convenient uh, being on Facebook that we have friends from all over the states that you are doing trucking now, so you're going from state to state to state. So you'll have that opportunity to meet up with different women in different states, and it's really not going to matter much where she's located if you fall in love because you you have a home base but not one that you're really attached to. So, Right, right. So that, that makes it easy. And, 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 the, and the big thing is, is when we go out on dates, she's going to have to not be camera shy because my co-driver is going to video the, the, the dates, and then we're going to post them on YouTube. Which means there will be no sex on the first day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I don't do that anyway. You know, I, I you know, I'm a different kind of guy than most guys, I and mean, you can vouch for that, I think. Yes, I you know, sex isn't like the first thing on my mind, maybe the second, but not the first thing <laughs> on my mind. You know, uh, I, I, you know, I can't, I can't actually. I, I'm, I'm a very different kind of guy. I can't go out and have a sexual relationship with somebody if I don't have any type of feelings for them anyway. Very true. 
you know, it just and for those out there laughing or thinking he's full of shit, he is telling the absolute truth. Unless he really, really has strong feelings for somebody, it's got nothing to do with his moral character. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have <laughs> morals. <laughs> if he does not have really deep-seated emotional attachment to somebody, yeah, that's the furthest thing from his mind. So, And this person is also going to have to pass my test because I'm not going to let you get involved with somebody who's questionable. <laughs> so, so what would you consider questionable? Oh, if, she charges, if she charges me for sex, is that okay? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but you yeah, no. Yes or no. No, but, you know, I, I really am, you know, because... Because here, here, a few months down the road, you know, and and this, and, uh, and this process, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this process will take time because I'm just not gonna just jump into anything, you know. I mean, you know, I've been alone for for a long time now, so it's like, you know, it ain't gonna tell me to be alone another year or two if I need to just to find the right person. Because the person I find, I'm, I'm truly looking for somebody to be with until I die. And, and 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 for all of you that you know that might might say, well, I can handle it for a couple of years. Well, that's kind of about all the longer I've got anyway. You know, my family all dies in their you know mid sixties, so I figured I got about ten ten years off. So so you know, any any young girls that are sure, well, looking for a sugar daddy, you know, there you go. I'll, I'll be dead in ten years, and then you can collect you can your have all my money. <laughs> there you have the first two requirements: you must be thin to fit in the sleeper, and young so you can have his money when he dies. <laughs> he doesn't care that you're shallow. Come on over. Give us a call. Shout out on Facebook. We'll hook you up. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not a shallow person neither. You know, because no. you know, for, for me, for me, the personality is number one. Yeah. Because I, I've, I've met a lot of what you would call beautiful type women, and found them to be quite ugly because their personality was so ugly. Yeah. You know. I have to agree with you there, and then you can meet some. I see. I don't think any. I don't think anybody's ugly, but you can meet some plainer-looking men and women who are become just beautiful because their personality is so that you know. Did I lose you, Michael? Oh, don't tell me I lost Michael. <laughs> Uh, FYI, before I try to call him back and rejoin him to this uh, phone call, um, we did book two hours today in case we go over with our returning guest, Mr. Vince Vicini. And if you would all bear with me for a couple seconds, I am going to try to reconnect with my co-host. Alrighty. I do need my contact list. And I can't find my contact list. <laughs> okay, here we are. Here he is.
Hello? This is ridiculous. Okay, sorry everybody for the technical difficulties. If you'll bear with me, I am going to call in my co-host, and then we will connect again with Mr. Vince Vicini. And hopefully I'll be able to get Michael on the line again. Okay, now are we back? We are back. <laughs> we apologize to all our listeners for that technical difficulty. We seem to have had the same problem last time we had Mr. Vicini on. But we are going to go ahead and bring him in now. Mr. Vince Vicini, he's an author, he's a practitioner for the CIA, among other organizations. And we are going to be talking about many informative and controversial uh things today, such as conspiracy theories and other things that are going on in the world. Vince, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. (laughs) We've got it together now. And I don't know if you heard me say that I did book us for two hours in case we went over, and I'm really glad that I did since we had these technical difficulties. We'll have plenty of time with you if you're available to us. I'm available. Perfect. I can hear you perfectly. (laughs) All right, that's good to know. So welcome back. We really enjoyed uh, the last time we had you on the show, and as we all know, we were cut short because we were cut off for some (laughs) known or unknown reason. Um, The aliens. (laughs) Gary, thank you very kindly. It's it's wonderful to be back (laughs) on your show. I want to apologize to your audience and let them know that unfortunately – the National Security Agency uh, tapped the lines last time, and we got lost, and they could hardly hear me. This time it's yeah. a little better. I think they gave me clearance. This time the, the connection is a lot better this time. So now that we've yeah. got our technical problems squared away, let's 
Let's dig. You know, I got I got a question. I know that everybody wants to know, and and Vince, I'm not I'm not making light of the subject at all. Uh, it's just a, it, 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 uh, you know me. Sometimes it, my brain is connected to my tongue, and sometimes it just it can't help itself. But what's up with the anal probing from the aliens? <laughs> really, Michael? <laughs> yeah, I want I want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. Well, I got what's the, I got the word. <laughs> I heard the word aliens. What was before that? He said anal probing. Why do they? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I often wonder myself, Michael. You know, they must have this bisexual thing. I don't know. <laughs> they couldn't. They couldn't be interested in any other orifice. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, they picked the meeting part of the body. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're interested in it because they don't have one. I don't yeah. know. Have you ever seen no. an alien staff? <laughs> you hit it right on the head. You hit it right on the head, Kerry. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> they they wondered why we had and they didn't. So their, <laughs> yeah. experiments, their experiments focused on the genitalia and also, you know, how a person uh, gets rid of the waste from their body. Uh, they sweated so, out. So we wouldn't. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be lying then if we said the aliens are full of shit. <laughs> well, they're more, they're more than that. <laughs> more than that, Michael. More than that. Okay. <laughs> more than that. <laughs> and on uh, you know, I really, I really believe, I believe in aliens, and I, I and I've, I've seen some rather fantastic things. I used to, I used to watch Nice Guys a lot when I was younger. And actually, had time to do things like that, and uh, and you know, and, and it's pretty amazing some of the things that you see, you know, and and you know they try to you know explain it off as as all weather balloons and all this kind of garbage, you know, and you know better. Uh, the biggest thing I think, and 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 I don't know if you're able to talk about this because I, I, from what I understand, I think it's been declassified now. The Roswell incident. You know, it's like, you know, they came out in the newspaper, UFO, UFO, it was UFO, right off the bat, they came out in the newspaper, and then all of a sudden they changed the story. Uh, what what was the afraid of? That that I can talk about that. That was declassified in as much as uh, they used disinformation, and uh, this way they threw people off the track. However, Roswell was, right. a, true incident. Roswell was a true incident, but uh, we've had... Uh, Incidents long before Roswell. There's a recorded right. incident in 1889 of some Union soldiers that went into Arizona chasing some Mexican bandits, and they chased them really? into a cave. Yes, they chased them into a cave, and all of them were wiped out except two, and they got back. And one guy was almost insane, and the other guy reported to the news media what he saw, and they thought he was crazy. But one guy printed Oh, wow. Yeah, one guy printed the story, and when the story got out, they went to the records where the story was kept at this particular newspaper, and they wiped it out. One wow. or two people, one or two people took pictures of it, and that's why it's on the internet. But it's hard to find. But that's a true story, and uh, they had an incident where uh, a UFO crashed into a windmill in Texas oh. in the late 1800s. Oh. That is documented well, you know, and that is in the papers. As a matter of fact, I have a monument. 
there has to have been visits from, from aliens even further back than that because it, when you go to, like, the hieroglyphics that are in Egypt, they've got men in spacesuits. They've got spacecraft, you know, on their, uh, you know, that they've carved into the stone. You know, you don't Absolutely. come up with those ideas without. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll tell you something else. The reason they couldn't tell anybody about Roswell back in 1947 was because the country had just come out of a World War II. And the United States government, especially the Air Force, didn't want anybody to think that we were not in control of our skies. And then more so, that we have creatures coming from another planet to our planet. And on top of that, the military immediately saw the advantages of the technology that they now had in their hands. And they have been reverse engineering since. So there was a lot of advantages for them to keep it a secret. Number one, they didn't want to cause a panic. Like today, right. a lot of people are focusing on the sun. The sun is a very situation is a bad situation simply because of the sun flares that are coming, and they do a lot of harm on the planet Earth. However, right, that's really kept secret. But uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's, people... it's like this. Bringing up the sun flares, I know that. One one of the theories of what's going to happen on December 21st of this year is, is, is one of the theories of, of the end is these solar flares are going to emit at quite a distance. They're going to come, you know, they're going to emit something through the ozone layer of the atmosphere, and it's going to cause the planet to catch on fire and all that. You know, there's all sorts of different theories. But the thing is, is as far as these waves of so this radiation, is not a theory, Michael, this is not a theory. This is not a theory, Michael. This is something that happened. In 2005 and again in 2007, okay? It, it also happened back in the 1800s, didn't it, and it wiped out the telegraph system? Well, yeah, Absolutely. and that's what the fear is with this upcoming one, is that it will knock out all the communications besides the disaster that follows after that. That's right. right. Well, you know, the thing is, is, is if it knocks out, if it knocks out anything electrical, you know, everything is done. Everything is done, Michael. When this thing happens, when the sun shoots off this mass ejection of protons towards the earth, people seem to forget, and that's because they've been brainwashed all these years with disinformation, so much so that they're lazy and they don't take the time to look things up for themselves. Now, everything I'm talking about, they can look up and find documented, okay? And so what I'm saying now is remote viewers cannot put a date on to the event as to when it's going to happen. But all remote, right. serious remote viewers. Because they're not able oh, to or they're not given permission to? No, no, they're not able to. Because okay. obviously remote, remote viewing is out of, outside of space-time, okay? Right. It's a, matrix, it's a matrix that exists, and that's where remote viewers get their information, okay? Everything's implanted on this matrix, future events, present events, and past events. So those people who have access to this information get the information, but they can't put a time on it. They can't say what's going to happen tomorrow or the day after or on December 21st. But it's coming. But it's coming. Okay, now let me say this much, because I want to make sure that your audience understands. It's important for them to know that they right now they should be storing up on water, okay? So that they have at least inside the house somewhere 40, 50 gallons of water 
set aside. The reason for that is because when the mass ejection happens, it can knock out all the electricity. You have no water at all. Right. All right. Okay. So keep that in mind. Now, these events are natural disasters because the sun is part of nature. So it's not something that's odd or unusual. But right now in the solar system, well, in the universe, we have mass planets that influence the gravity of our solar system and make the sun behave in such a manner that we get these mass ejections. And right. the, closer the, planet gets, the closer the planet gets to our solar system, the stronger and the greater will these mass ejections be. But they happen right. so suddenly, they happen so suddenly, there's no warning to this. The only warning you have is what I'm telling you now and what other remote viewers have been saying for the longest time. It's just to be right. prepared. Be aware, be educated, and be prepared. Exactly. Well, the thing, the thing is, have, have food in the house that you're not going to eat in cans because you can get proteins in the cans like salmon or sardines, and they don't go bad. Have crackers instead of bread because crackers take a long time to go bad. Have your right. water. Have a medical kit. There are many, many things that people need to do for any disaster, but you'll be prepared for all of them if you just keep this on hand. You have to have this in the house because you won't be able to turn the water on and drink water out of the tap. There'll be no electricity. There'll be nothing to pump the water out. There'll be no well, cars. Don't you think that part of the problem with people having, like, you know, a large supply of food and water is partly that they're not believing what they're being told, and exactly. part it, exactly. part is because they're, you take for granted what you have. So even though you you hear in your head and, and you can analyze and, 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 and they may believe that, okay, there are such things as famines and there have been in the past, but... Uh, they're not really weighing in on that happening again in their lifetime. So they just kind of procrastinate getting that supply in their house. Kerry, well, you know, that's exactly yeah. what it is. That's exactly what it is, Kerry. And, and that's happened in the past time and time again. Like, for instance, in Hawaii, they had a tidal wave uh, back in the 40s. I think it was 47. <clears throat> and the people went down to see it, to watch it. And they were told not to go down there. And those very people that went down to watch it had brought cameras, and you can see the wave coming right on top of them and wiping them out. So it goes yeah. to show that you can tell people something, but are they going to listen? It's unfortunate exactly. that in this, in this country today, if you notice, people are hardly moved by anything because they've been hardened by so many years of news on television where they see death, right. death, death, death. That's all they see. So they're hardened by this. And to be honest with you, yeah. they get tired of it, and I can't blame them. However, however, it's my duty to tell them that in the event when this thing does happen, are you prepared? Did you listen? Did you at least make an effort to say to yourself, well, it's possible? And I think I'll do that. I'll get some water, some extra water, and keep it in the house, some extra food, keep it in the house. A medical kit, keep it in the house. All the necessities, just in case, because when it, the lights do go out, I'm going to tell you something that's going to really, literally, be hell on earth. Because oh, at yeah, night, you know, Vince. 
you know that uh, one of the one of the things I was talking to one of my friends about once is if these EMPs happen, it, people don't realize it's going to be like going back in the old west days. There's going to be no power for nothing. That means all these you know all these cars, all these cars have computers, chips in them, stuff like that. Those will get wiped out. You're not going to have phone service. You're not going to have TV. You're not going to have radio. You're not going to have any of the modern day conveniences we have. It's going to be like going back in the old west. You're not going to you're not going to have vehicles that are going to run. You know, no, you're, you're not going to so people people need to realize it. You know, and what's sad is is like when I was growing up, my dad taught us kids, you know, how to survive out in the wilderness. You know, we could go out and camp and we could survive and live off the land if we had to. But the the generation, the younger generation these days, would be at a, at a total loss, and as they lose all that. There would be such chaos, and I think there would be a lot of mass murdering going on, a lot of looting going on. You know, uh, you know, it's really it's, the people who are in the big cities are really not safe. Well, because there are those that are going to heed what Vince is saying and and you know admonishing them to go out and get their food storage and their water and their safety gear and their their medical kits, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but for those that don't. Uh, they haven't had the opportunity to either be educated or they've heard it and they've just ignored it. Just like you said, Michael, when this happened, when these flares hit, all the communications are going to be knocked out. So how are any of them going to hear, uh, A, it, it, be informed about really exactly what's going on and B, how to deal with the the fallout of all of that? Right. Well, they're not going to know how to deal with it because they haven't been brought up to 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 be able to survive off of anything other than TV dinners and microwave food. Right. That's right. You know, and that's the sad part. That's right. That's right. And you know, unfortunately, and I say unfortunately, because you know, I try to warn people on my uh, wall on Facebook by putting up these hints as to what's taking place. And I try to get as close to the edge as possible without breaching security, classification security and all that and all that. So what I'm telling people is, you know, pay attention, not only to me, but to others. It's all going to come together, all right? Now, you have to use your mind and say to yourself, why did the government, why why do we have over 400 underground bases in the country? You know, and what are they for? Uh Okay. There's a lot of truth, a lot of films that you see in Hollywood. I call them futuristic films because what they show you 10 years ago might happen 10 years later. Right. And so so it's interesting that uh, the people in this country, unfortunately, are not paying attention. And the reason for that is because they're constantly being brainwashed. And that happens through the TV. We won't get into that because it's really confusing and uh, we just haven't got the time. But... The little messages that are constantly dropped across the screen that people pick up on subconsciously. And so, right. like I said before, you see some of these things on the news. Well, let's talk about things that are really interesting. For instance, for many years, the UFO situation and the mystery and the phenomena attached to all that, okay, that was all designed to keep that away from the people. They didn't want anyone to know about this, okay? So much so that a lot of people lost their lives because they took... They didn't take it seriously, right. and they lost their life because they knew something that the, that they were passing on to other people, and the government found out about it, 
and and uh, they pay with their life. This has been happening for years. Yeah. We're dealing with a right. situation here. We're dealing with something here that is so profound that a lot of people can't wrap their minds around it. For instance, yeah. abductions, abductions. John Mack, the psychiatrist, may he rest in peace. Uh, he did a, a study for years on abductions, and his final conclusion right. was. His final conclusion was that these people were in their right mind telling a story about something that happened to them. And he believed them. Right. And for that alone, he lost his position at Harvard University. So Because they, they felt that he should have diagnosed them with some mental disorder? They, they felt he should have stayed away from the, from the whole subject matter completely. Right. Because he was talking about something that ties in with aliens from other planets. Okay? He was in Africa at the time, well, he went to Africa at the time those children had that experience where a UFO landed in the backyard of the school, schoolyard, and these creatures came out. And the children, some of them ran into the classroom to tell the teachers, and the teachers came out and they saw it also. So then it took off. The creatures got back inside and they took off. But one little girl said that one of the creatures was talking to her without moving his lips. And he said, wow. why, don't you come, why don't you come with me inside the craft? And I'll show you and I'll take you some places you've never been before. And so when John Mack, the psychiatrist, asked her why she didn't go, she says, because I was scared. Now that ties into a person's intuition. Now this child had the common sense. She was scared. She had the common sense not to go. Right. Now he had another, he had another patient who did go with a little boy. This is fantastic. And 20 years later, they met up in Sweden and got married. And she gave him a toy that he kept all those years with one piece of bubble gum in it. And she remembered, remembered the color. It was green. And he showed it to her. It was still in there that he kept. And John, oh, wow. she told John Mac that story. Yeah. And she told him about the abduction and the whole experience. Now, mind you, she was only about eight, nine years old. But still, you know, her subconscious remembered and her conscious remembered. Right. And that's just one of many. But let's talk about the abduction situation. Is it mostly people, children that are getting abducted? Not only children, but entire families. Now, people do research. The very people we were talking about before that are too lazy to do the research. If they were to do the research, they'd find out that a million, a million People disappear from the United States alone every year. Out of that, maybe 400,000 return. You mean gone maybe. without a trace? Gone without a trace. That's every year. So let's say I've never heard even, those figures, which means a lot of people have never heard those figures and don't realize this is going on or, or refuse to believe it. All they have to do is go to the FBI and look up missing children and get the statistics yeah. themselves. A half a million a year. Wow. They're gone. All right? That's every year. What's happening to these people? Where are they going? Well, yeah, because so, I find it hard to believe that there's, you know, say each child was taken by a different abductor. Uh, there's a half – I'm sorry. I know there's a lot of bad people out there, but I like to think that there – and maybe I'm the ignorant one, but I would like to think that there's <laughs> – decent people than not, that would mean there had to be a half a million 
criminally minded, criminally insane, mean, horrible people out there that would do that to a child not or to an entire family. Not necessarily, not necessarily, not necessarily. Out of, let's say, the half a million that we're talking about that they can't find, let's say that whole suit for 200,000. Okay, you still have 400,000 people. I mean, uh, 300,000 people there. Right. Uh, where are they? Where are they? You know, there's no trace. Okay. Yeah, it makes no sense. The, the investigations that have been done uh, by several well, people. You know, I, I also believe that the government is, is involved with some experimentation with children, too, as far as, uh, like, you, uh, different EFT type capabilities. Absolutely. And, and, when, and when some of these kids show some sort of potential in that area, I think some of those kids get abducted by our own government so they can run tests on them. Well, you know some Michael, you're, you're real close to the truth on that one, okay? You're real close to the truth on that one. And think of what you just said. There are a lot of people that don't even care. They don't even look into this matter. That there's a half a million, a half yeah. million people missing every year from this country alone. This is just this country alone. That's not to talk about worldwide. Right. Okay? Right. Listen, I'm going to tell you a story, okay? We did a remote viewing session once uh, for a client that won't get into who the client was or anything like that. <laughs> and we got these set of coordinates and uh, this four-man team. And uh, my experience was uh, it wasn't inside the United States, but it was an underground base somewhere. Uh, and what I saw was horrific. It was horrible. And to, and to pass it on to you and tell you what it is, uh, there was experiments being conducted on all kinds of people, genetic experiments. As a matter of fact, that's why I got my information from my book, Judas of Rome. And they were creating creatures. They were taking children and making them into creatures and creatures into children. And by that, what I'm saying is the exchange of genetics. What they're looking for right. primarily, what they're looking for primarily is to create genetically a person that can take mass doses of radiation. Reason being? Right. Space, space travel. Okay. Um, the vehicle that they have that can travel at tremendous speeds will be able to close up the distance, but the person inside, can you take that much radiation? Right. Okay. That's the important thing. So when the sun has this mass ejection flare that I told you about, all those uh, space yeah. vehicles that are flying around the planet Earth, all the satellites and all that, they're gone. They burn them right out. Okay. But let's get back right. to what I was telling you before about, about the children. Now, so when I went to this, these coordinates and I saw what I saw, I realized that there was a race going on in this particular place to get information to apply towards their space race. Okay. And they would go to all means to do it. And so these experiments are being conducted on men, women, and children. Of course, right. no one knows about it. No one even bothers to look into it that they should read something about it because the American people have been uh, silenced. And I say that because in the 60s you had people that were protesting against the Vietnam War. Okay, we had a country where people protested. Today, nobody does any protesting about anything outside of Wall Street and the bankers. But other than that, well, you know, our, you know, our, 
our, our world has changed so much, especially here in the United States. Even even if you even take like the littlest thing as, as such as patriotism, there is no there is no pride in our country anymore of the young generation. They and and the younger generation doesn't care. If it doesn't specifically involve them, they don't care. And and I think this makes it easier for the government to be doing these these things to people because the the gener you know our generation we're dying off you know we're getting old you know that's it's just a matter of fact you know you you grow old yeah. or die and that's and, and and you know we're we're the ones that are the inquisitive ones the younger generation they just accept anything the government just tells them and believes it but you know uh, like sheep that's how it's called they're like sheep and and and, and so and I and I think. I think America, I think the government has gone to the process of dumbing down the education system for that simple fact to make it easier to make these kids not care about anything other than playing video games and, and, and whatever involves just their own little world. And, and, and because it makes it easier for the government to do, to do these things to the people that they, they couldn't do in, in past years without a lot of inquisition. Well, I think there's three. I think there's three groups of people, and correct me if I'm wrong, Vince, but there's those who can't handle the truth. They don't want to know the truth, so they just uh, they just turn a blind eye. Then there's those who actually look into it, or they're exposed to it, and when it starts to ring true, it scares them, so they stick their head in the sand. And then there's a very, 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 very select few. I think it's a very small number of people who like yourself and like Michael and I who are open to this information, who actually delve into it and accept it. And, and yes, it scares the hell out of us. I mean, it does out of me, but that doesn't make me want to turn and run and stick my head in the sand and, and you know, cover my ears. I, I want to know more. Now, do I feel hope, uh, hopeless or helpless? Of course. But... Um, you know, that's exactly what it is. It's a, it's a question of people either knowing or not knowing. Now, you, 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 the three uh, the three points you just made are exactly right. I don't have to go any further than that. And unfortunately for us, the people have been downgraded to believe everything that they on TV when there's more Absolutely. to the story. We just lost an ambassador. And, uh, and uh, you know, for other individuals, uh, Americans, and uh, with all the intelligence agencies that we have, Jerry, they're still trying to figure out what happened. Okay, so. Uh, but are they? Are they still trying to figure out what happened, or are they just covering it up? Well, I really believe that when something happens on the other side of the world, unless your intelligence is on it, you're going to miss a lot. Yeah. And and unfortunately, that's what happened uh, with all these intelligence agencies that we have, and so much data coming in. It's very hard, believe it or not, to keep track of everything. That the left However, hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing is what you're saying. Exactly, exactly, and that's unfortunate. But it's always been that way, and we'll continue to do so in the future. A lot of people don't like to share what they have, unfortunately. Yeah, but knowledge and education is power. Then you don't feel so helpless and hopeless. Well, see, the government wants to dumb down the education system right? because they don't want people that know what they're doing. But there's you know, people like Vince who are, who are willing and going out on a limb literally to share this kind of information and there's still going to be our listeners who half of them are weighing in on this and, and, and really absorbing it like sponges and the other half are laughing and saying you're out of your mind. 
Michael, the people in the Pentagon, believe it or not, to this day, are still trying to figure out, are they dealing with something spiritual or are they dealing with something physical? Now think about that. Because there are a lot of people in government that really have a, a true feeling that they're dealing with a, a spiritual power that they don't understand. So right. that's something to think about because uh, all the holy books all over the world speak of this evil power. It's very seducing. Right. Okay? And how do you seduce governments? The technology. But technology has one thing. It can put you in a world of illusion. All right? It can surround you with illusion. As a matter of, as a matter of fact, speaking about that, a lot of physicists today believe that our whole reality is nothing but an illusion on a much bigger computer. Right. That's what a lot of physicists will tell you. This is how they see life. This is where their mathematics have taken them. The well, when you talk about how they are so attracted to the technology, but that that's such a small part of reality. And as a remote viewer, I mean, when you're talking about technology versus uh, spiritualism, I mean, as a remote viewer, you more than anybody have to be aware of the spiritual value in that. And... Um, well, I mean, you've saying, got to tap into something. I mean, how often do we hear that we only use a well, brain? You're, you're right you know? about that because you're right about that because uh, 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 Major Ed Dames, who I consider one of the best remote viewers uh, that, are, that are out there in the field, uh, he once remote viewed the devil, and uh, he never finished it because he literally said he got frightened. What are you yeah. seeing? So he backed off. So there is something there. And it goes back to antiquity. To the beginning of time. And science. Well, and even though you say that they put down, you know, the CIA, the NSA, the DIA, the NRO, they all put so much faith into technology. But those are also the same, uh, you know, associations that are uh, addressing the data accumulated exactly. by you guys, by the remote viewers. So they obviously, the way in on that, they obviously believe there's a whole lot to the remote. They were the ones who initiated the remote viewing program. Yes, you know, I uh, I often said that it's an exchange of physiology, ours, for technology, theirs. If you want to know your enemy, just study their physiology. You know? Right. And... Uh, well, time with six billion people, that takes some doing. And so uh, that's the exchange. You give me this, I'll give you that. That's what happened in 1952 with Eisenhower when they made the plans to uh, allow the aliens to abduct people and cattle. But the people, they were supposed to keep a list, and that list was supposed to be getting handed over to the Pentagon as to the people that they were abducting and for what reason and to make sure that we turn them you know, back to their homes. But after a while, that program fell apart because the Pentagon wasn't receiving anything after a while. But our and government agreed to that. And then you I had mean, a, that, they, that they would even make that agreement defies all logic, you know? It's, had, it's not logic, maybe, but it's, it's more, morally speaking. 
and, and we're starting to break up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we are. I hope we don't lose yeah. you. No, okay. I, I was okay. saying that moral. I was saying that morally speaking, you know, sex work doesn't make that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're, you're breaking up. <laughs> yeah, right. it would be just like them to hone in on us right now. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, no, I can hear the static too. I can, I can hear that. Yeah, I, can, I still got. It. I, I, I want to apologize if there's any noise because uh, I, I had to hop out of the truck here. We just stopped at the truck stop to get fuel, and that's why I needed to hop out. And this is the little boys' room. You're in the little so, boys' room right now. Not yet. I have to, I have to find the damn going. They hid it down here in the bushes somewhere. <laughs> hey, Terry, Terry, that's who's that girl following them? because he can't handle the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't do it. I can't with you. The truth doesn't bother me. I, I believe in a lot of things, and a lot of, a lot of people still say it isn't true. So. Yeah, yeah and you know, Michael, sometimes... Michael and I used to have a paranormal show, if you'll recall, Vince, uh, about yes, a year and a yes. half ago, that yes. uh, we, we may well return to at some point, because, uh, yeah, he, he really does have a belief in the paranormal and things that most people doubt and... Yeah, so I think yeah, you should. I mean, if, if I told you half the stuff that, that's happened to me in my life, I, I wouldn't dare say it over the year because most people think I was totally nuts and, and my chance of finding love online would definitely go out the window. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and, and everybody probably stopped listening to the show because they think I was a nutcase. <laughs> no, but that's a Waverly program that we did where you guys actually took a tour of the Waverly Institution. That What did it used to be, a TB hospital? Yeah, it was uh, Waverly Hill Sanatorium. Uh, yeah, it was a sanitarium. I mean, that uh, that was a very, very, very interesting experience. But we will we'll cover that again in a, in a future show. You know, Kelly, it's fascinating what Michael was talking about before about the spiritual, how's it tie in with the uh, technology and all that. Exactly. You know, people, people have to remember that uh, there were people in the occult that were very much involved with government uh, and NASA and other agencies. And uh, they have an influence. And that influence is a spiritual one. And I had a story on my wall about an incident that happened in Area 51. But um, I want to speak about what's going to happen here. That's more important. And I'd like to get back to telling people to take my advice and store up on food and water and make an effort, make an effort to do some research into what's happening because information is out there, what's happening with the sun and uh, the dangers that people face with the rise in cancer. Because they have to understand when these protons hit the earth, 
okay? And we have a mass hole in the ionosphere, in the magnetic field, okay? And that's documented. That's on, on the Internet. You can look that up yourself. Right. So these protons hit the Earth. You know, anyone outside, they go right through your body, and they can damage your DNA. If they damage your DNA, you're susceptible to catching cancer. Now, the people in Japan, after the incident that they had there with the tidal wave and the nuclear explosion that they had there in their facility, right? half of Japan, half right. of Japan, that half of Japan already has cancer. Because they're, they're already seeing a rise in the incidence of radiation. Cancer. Absolutely. The radiation that they were exposed to was so high, it just took a very short period of time. Now, this won't right. become obvious. This won't become obvious to them for another five, six, seven, eight years. But uh, it's a sad situation because it shows how the people are at the mercy of their government. Now, we here in California have the same problem along the coast. And I fear that we're going to have an incident at the nuclear power plants over here. Right now, they're having a problem with that particular power plant about 60 miles away from San Diego. And people have to focus on one thing. Nuclear energy is not good. It's not good simply because anything that can explode and chill off, chill off half your population can't be good. No, not at all. And I fear the same thing could happen here. Well, now, when you're talking about the flares that are going to knock out the communication and the disaster that follows that and the fact that it can, if we survive it, it can alter our DNA, it can leave us with cancer and and other fatal diseases, I'm sure. I mean, what are we, or, or what is your sense of what we will experience when those flares well, hit, when they penetrate that? Go ahead. What people will experience, the first thing they can experience is fear, simply because all the electricity can go out. Now, if it happens in the daytime, it won't be as bad as if it happens at night. But if it happens at night and you have no candles in the house, you're going to be in total darkness. Not only you, everything. So is it going to be anything like an atomic bomb? It doesn't sound to me like from what you're describing that that's going to be the physical um, experience uh, of us. We're going to lose communications. We're going to lose electricity and thus light, and and there's going to be panic and pandemonium, basically. Is that what you're getting at? Absolutely, absolutely. At first, first, Terry, you're just going to have fear. But at first... Oh, so people are going to be fearful. They're going to be trying to get around at night, if it happens at night. In other words, if the sun, if the sun knocks out all the electricity in the daytime, when we go into the nighttime, there's not going to be any light at all. It's going to be total darkness. Right. Okay? And that will give a lot of people the advantage that what I call night hunters, people that go out there to do what they can do to get what they can get. All right? Come on. Right. So after the the initial shock that they're in the dark, okay, and they can't go nowhere and they can't get water out of their faucets and the food in the refrigerator will go bad within 24 hours and they forgot to go shopping maybe. They don't have no money because they didn't go to the ATM machine. All these factors are going to hit them all at once. All these things you take for granted because we just do them as as easily and, and effortlessly as we breathe. Exactly. 
Exactly, Terry. Exactly. You know, unfortunately, like I said, these things happen sudden. Okay, uh, you'll have a buildup. You'll have certain flares that'll build up towards that, towards a big one. It's like a hurricane here on Earth. You know, you have a hurricane in the ocean. It starts small and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It's the same thing. It's going to be a series of sun flares, not just one. Okay, and uh, these sun flares are going to be so strong that they're going to affect us in a manner that we have never known before. We're going to be thrown back into the dark ages. Wow. Unless, and I say unless, I say this to the audience, unless the government has been reinforcing all the lines that need to be reinforced, the transformers, if they were reinforced, we're not so bad. It's not so bad. They're reinforced. Well, are they, though? You say if they were too, are are they? Do you have that information? Does that you know? Are they keeping that all? Obviously, if they're not giving us the information you're giving us, uh, they're not going to give us the information as to whether they're taking the necessary steps to you know provide for us and and rescue us and uh, you know. This is on such a grand scale that there's no chance of rescue. Believe me, I tell you that it's a Katrina all over the entire country. Everybody's going to be fencing for themselves, okay? Right. I don't care who you are, what position you're in, unless you have, you know, a certain position, you hold a certain position in government, and you're one of the select few that, you know, have certain privileges. Outside of that, people on their own. I don't care who you are. You're going to have the same problems that everyone else has. Right. You know? So the, the, the factor is one thing. Just listen, take some steps. Go buy some extra food in cans, some crackers, a medical kit, lots of water, okay? You don't want to keep gasoline around because you're not going anywhere anyhow. Once the electricity goes out, your car won't be able to even turn over. So the fact remains it's going to burn everything out, all right? So if I can find, so if I can, not to make light of this, but to make light of this, if I can find a way to to, uh, dehydrate prime rib and creme brulee, I could make a fortune is what you're saying. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, Terry, absolutely, absolutely, you can, you'll make a fortune, I'm telling you. Hey, Ben, yeah, we absolutely. beat the hell out of crackers and water. Let me tell you. Yes. Ben? Yes, I'm uh, here. After the show, uh, I'm going to ask Terry to send you my, my personal cell number. Mm-hmm. Um, would you be so kind to, to give me a call when you have some time, maybe either today or in the next couple of days? Because there's some things I'd like to discuss with you that that I don't want to discuss over here. Of course, of course. There's no problem at all. I'd love okay, to, Michael. great. Thanks. Absolutely. I'll send it to you from my, my AKA because I'm in <laughs> Facebook prison for like another 45 or 50 freaking days. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I'm friends with Vince on Facebook. Uh, I can get on. I got a new phone, so I can get on Facebook now. But but uh, I don't think I'm friends with Vince. Also, also, it's really hard for me to figure out how to search for people on that thing. Okay, well, Vince, go ahead and you can find Michael on my profile. I'm sure. So just uh, he's also tagged in the advertisements that we put up on your wall. So just go to him Mm -hmm. and add him, and then certainly you can figure out how to accept his request, Michael. Yeah, well, I can't do that. I know how it does that on the phone. And then, and then I just I can send him my phone number because there's there's a, there's a couple of really interesting things that I would like to discuss with him that 
that, you know, I don't think I want to do them on air because people will think I'm totally nuts. <laughs> they already think I'm nuts enough as it is. I don't need to add to it. Well, and we need not for him to breach his security clearance, so it would be <laughs> best that you talk off air about some of that to begin with anyways, and well, then we Michael, can always have him back on. Michael, you, know, you can ask me anything, well, Michael. If I can answer it, I will. If I can't, you know, I'll tell you I can't. But you can ask me right. anything. Uh, you can discuss anything you want because there's a lot of information out there uh, that uh, has been released. So if you're discussing UFOs, it's nothing that people don't know anything about. You know, people are well aware right. that the government is hiding this, the truth from them about UFOs. UFOs started in this well, country. Uh, UFOs started in this country. It's a couple of it's a couple of uh, personal experiences that that I, I don't know if the government may have been involved with it that caused it to happen or what, and that's why I just didn't discuss it, these these things in private with you. Well, I picked up already what you what you're talking about. I, mentally, I picked up on it. You know that happens with remote viewers. Right. I, I picked up on, on exactly what you're thinking about. Let me say this: There's a, a woman may she rest in peace. Her name is Doctor Carla Turner. And uh, she has a lot of uh, information. Uh, if, you go, if you Google her name on uh, Google, you will get the information. Now, here's a woman, her whole family was abducted. And she spent years writing books and making speeches all over the country, making people aware and meeting with people that were having the same experience. Right. And you, as a matter of fact, you can see her on, uh, on YouTube. And you'll see a woman that really suffered a great deal. And she explains how the military is involved in this. Okay, and right. she explains what happened to her and her family and her children, how they were abducted and what was done to them. Okay, so uh, it's not just a one-time thing. This woman has written three books. Okay, uh, I think she holds a PhD. You know, and uh, the way she explains what happened to her, step by step, you can't help but believe that something's going on in this country because she needs nothing out. Well, and as you said, the people that show up to hear her are mostly people who this has also happened to. So, I mean, if it's happened to people in droves, you know, it, it's more believable. I, I, to me, that's common well, sense, that it's believable. You don't have that many crazies show up in one place unless you're all admitted some psych <laughs> hospital in a, in a group effort. I don't know. <laughs> Even then, you know what? I think some of the most sane people are in insane asylums. <laughs> This woman here, this woman here, uh, unfortunately, after she made uh, a revelation about something that had happened, she died uh, five months later, and she died from cancer. And uh, prior to that, she had no, no, no. Uh, there was no signs that she had cancer because she had a clearance from her doctor. You know, she went to a yearly exam and, and she was in fine health. But five months later, she died from cancer. Uh, well, that's what we were told she died of. Is what you're saying? Well, she did. She did because Are you already losing uh, I only had her, uh, her body, uh, the final report, and, and it was known that she had cancer. But the doctor couldn't explain how quickly it killed her and how she got it. Ah. It, was rare, it was a rare cancer. Okay. Andrew. So, yeah, of course. Now, you have people in jail, like Jack Ruby died of throat cancer. Uh, that guy that was in, uh, in jail with the mafioso, what's his name, out in Colorado, uh, Gotti. John Gotti died from yeah. uh, throat cancer. Okay, um, I can go on and on and on, you know. Now, we all know that the church committee made it available to the public, and you can see this on YouTube yourself, that in 1972, they already had a gun that can shoot darts made of ice. 
And inside, they could have cancer cells, any kind of cells they want. And it was so fast that when it hit you, and so thin, it's like a needle, that it didn't leave a mark and uh, didn't, uh, didn't feel any pain. Wow. This was, shown, this was shown to the Intelligence Committee when they had the hearings back in the 70s about the, the CIA and their uh, brainwashing techniques. They put this to light. And that was back in the 70s, in the early 70s. So you can imagine what they have today. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. So what I'm saying is, look, every country in the world has to protect itself from its enemies. However, they also have to lead as a nation, and they have to lead in such a manner that whatever they do, unfortunately, in a covert manner, has to be done where just the enemy itself is destroyed. And the United States has done a good job of that. Well, they, tra- that, but... they troubleshoot and they have people that are in charge of their damage control. And But what it boils down to is you wouldn't have to troubleshoot and, and have damage control if you were just honest. And, I mean, I understand that's a pretty gray area when it comes to politics and it comes to, you know, our state of affairs and, uh, you know, uh, imminent danger and stuff like that but really how do you have faith in something or someone that has showed over and over and over again that they can't be trusted or that they're not imparting the entire truth well yes yes i mean uh the, the, the truth as people want to know it okay will never be revealed uh, in certain areas of their lives simply right. because simply because uh the government is not ready to do so for the reasons that they have. If the public is not ready for it, the technology might be such that it's, uh, it's such an advanced technology they don't want nobody even to know that they have it. There can be numerous reasons why the government behaves a certain way. Well, there's never going to be a balance, you know, when it comes to the government and the military versus the public. I mean, uh, I don't see that ever happening. Where we're all going to be on the same page at the same time, and that's for obvious reasons. I mean, that's not hard to... Absolutely, absolutely. As a matter of fact, you, you brought up a, a good question, uh, Terry. The fact that uh, the CIA was formed in 1947, okay, and the United States at that time had uh, this uh, Nazi uh, SS named Galen who uh, uh, gave a lot of information uh, and was one of the men that was actually uh, that formed the ideas of the CIA in as much as intelligence. And so the background is such that uh, the influence in NASA, CIA, and many other agencies was influenced by an ideology that came from Nazi Germany. Okay? And if you look at what's happening today in this country, it's a common copy. Yes. People are fearful of their governments. People are scared to to talk because they don't know what's going to happen if they say something that that the government doesn't want them to to say. It's a world of... Gustavo, it's a world of political correctness, and what kills me is that term in and of itself is an oxymoron. Well, you know, being sure. politically correct, really? My big words? <laughs> Michael, you know, a lot of people, Michael, a lot of people are scared to, to call their cards, you know, to put their cards on the table. The fact remains is that a man's got to be able to stand up for his country in such a way that he's going to be honest about his opinions about his own country. And if he's in a position where he knows 
that his country, his own country that he loves and he fights for, is doing something contrary to morals and scruples of humanity, then it's up to him to step forward and either talk about it or disengage from it, if he feels that way. Right. Exactly. You know, you can't stand on the fence here. If you know something that you feel is going to harm other people, you should talk and let people know, hey, I'm telling you something that this is going to happen. Prepare yourself because when it does, it's going to catch you off guard. But it doesn't matter because if you made preparations, you say, well, I'm okay. I got the candles. I got the food. I got the water. Okay. I did pay attention. Should impart that information to their friends and family and the public, but then you may not have the choice on on, on the whole disengagement thing. Somebody may do that for you. <laughs> so well, I mean, absolutely. we we appreciate you being here because we realize you are going out on a limb and you are taking a chance imparting this information to our our listening audience, and we really appreciate you being here. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's like what I wrote about in my book, Judas of Rome. The fact that uh, there was a project, a program, I won't mention what country, that uh, wanted to empower themselves to the utmost. And what greater power is there than godly power? Right. So they put a plan together. And they said, if that cloth in Turin, Italy, okay, if it's real, and it's and it's the imprint of Jesus yeah. Christ on that. Can you hear me, Charlie? I can hear you, Michael. What's okay. going on? Oh, I think he's okay. he's t- must be talking to his co-driver. So go ahead. Go ahead. Turn your cover the mic so I don't interrupt the show. Excuse me. Go ahead, Vince. Okay. Well, <laughs> I got lost. I'm listening to Michael here. Uh, where was I, Terry? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. But <clears throat> the fact is, uh, Michael, that this country is doing its best not to panic the people, and I don't blame them, simply because there's nothing in a situation like that, there's nothing really that they can do outside of tell the people what I just told you. Prepare, get water, get food, get medical kits, get whatever you need that you have now, okay, that will store, all right, because that's important. You don't want to get well, anything really that's wrong. not even new information, I, and, and yet so few people heed it. I mean, just especially with us being in California, Vince, and, and Michael, you used to live here prior too, is that there's so many fires and forest fires and and even in the urban areas that are close to the rural areas where there's all the big forest fires. I mean, we're told to be prepared with food and water and safety kits and medical kits and and oh, how many people oh. Well, and how many people actually heed that and that's on such a smaller scale than what Vince is talking about and I mean, wow. we we really need to do that and start taking this stuff seriously. You know, I'll tell you Kerry uh, you know, I'm glad you said that because I can't impress upon people as much as I would like to outside of not wanting to scare them because that's not my purpose here. I'm not looking to scare anyone. I'm looking to advise them and tell them, prepare yourself, you know, for any emergency. I mean, that food and the water that you store in the medical kit, that's good for any situation, especially in California if there's an earthquake or whatever. You have something that you can turn to for you and your family. 
Right, and exactly. When, when the situation happens with the sun, you won't be able to go to a store, okay? No. There won't be no food there to begin with. And there'll be no delivery of food because the trucks can't drive to the stores. So, I mean, it's going to well, be Well, and I think it's going to get to the point, too, Vince, that... Uh, there are going to be those that are prepared and those that think right. ahead to the fact that grandma may be not going to have her her two, three, four-year storage and and Joe Blow down the street and my best friend, so I'm going to have it for uh, 20 people instead of two people. But not Absolutely. everybody's going to be like that. And when push comes to shove and the pandemonium sets in and the panic and uh, – People are going to be acting out of character where they would normally be a very giving, generous person is going to be the one that's out, uh, you know, looting and, and killing and, and all over because people are hungry and they're thirsty and they, you know, not everybody was prepared. I'm glad you brought that up because that's, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, Jerry. that's actually the reason why I moved out of L.A. and moved out, out here to Missouri is, is because uh, – there's there's a lot of water sources nearby for one. Yeah, the thing you know, is, the thing is, the thing is, fresh water is important. Fresh water is important. But I tell people, uh, like that live in the in the cities, that uh, once the, the the plumbing goes down, you can't even uh, the, the pumps won't even pump the water out. Then you right. still have to have something to drink, and that's why you should right. have bottled water. Simply because now where you're at, Michael, that's beautiful because if you have fresh water available to you, that's perfect. That's just perfect, okay, but very few people are going to have that, uh, you know, be in that position, you know. There's more people live in the cities. So I tell the people that live in the cities, if there's no fresh water around you in the country, you too, get yourself bottled water and keep it around because when well, you need Well, and isn't water, it also a really good thing to keep those, you know, like the water filters? And I know Brita carries them, but there's a lot of different companies now, especially with the survival kits and stuff like that, that carry the portable – you don't have to have the big pitchers or the big uh, things that hook up to electricity in your plumbing. I mean, we went out the other day and just bought our own separate water bottles that have the Brita filters in them that last a year, and they're like 7 bucks for two filters when you have to replace that. So if you had your water supply, but then you also had those, if you were out and about where, like Michael says he is, that the water is fresh now, but when a, a disaster like that happens, it may not be, you could right. at least fill your bottle up with, the gross, disgusting water and have it filtered, correct? Okay, I'm so glad you brought that up. You're absolutely right. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because uh, I didn't think about that myself. And I'm glad that you did because uh, that's something that I myself would go out and do uh, and have in the house. Well, and I don't know what somebody makes them, Vince, but there's also a straw you can buy that does the same thing. I just oh, think they're know. a lot more expensive, and I don't know how many uses you would get out of them. But, um, mm -hmm. yeah, these Brita bottles, they're like 16 bucks, and that seems like a lot for a drinking bottle, but it comes with the filter. And, really, uh, if you drank eight bottles a day, you wouldn't have to replace it for a year, and I never drink that much water. <laughs> <laughs> they last a long time, and they're pretty good, so. And we're but drinking you know, also, water here. <laughs> I'm, glad that, I'm glad you brought that up, Terry, because uh, when this does happen, you know, it's going to be a lot hotter also. Yes. It's, it's not going to be cool as we know it. It's going to be hot. And then you're going to have some very strong winds because of the changing climate all around the planet. So you're going to have all kinds of hot weather, okay? A lot of dehydration, yeah. a lot of, yeah. It's, it's frightening, too, because... Uh, the noise that it's going to make as far as, uh, you know, the thunder and the lightning, 
I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna be like I said before, it's gonna be uh, kind of uh, scary. And well, and that brings up a whole other thing that just crossed my mind when you said that was, you know, what about medications that people are on? You know, I mean, yeah, they should keep okay? a supply. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, keep diabetics, um, uh, people who are on psych meds, uh, people who are on heart medication. I mean, uh, well, you, know, that's, you that's can't. Hard for for too, it is hard for us because to. To keep a uh, supply because they're not going to pay for it. Yeah, but what I'm getting at is, is the pharmacies aren't allowed to dish out, you know, several months' supply of a lot of medications. They can only give well, out just so much at a well, time. Well, uh, yeah, if it's a triplicate, they cannot. But if it's a, a necessity, like an antidepressant is not a triplicate, an anti-anxiety, well, some of them are, but some of them are not. Yes. Your diabetes yes. medications are not triplicates. Mm-hmm. Heart medication, yes. high blood pressure medication, yes. uh, diuretics, stuff like that are not triplicates. So you could, but the well, thing is, well. is your your pharmaceutical, your insurance will not pay for a year supply at a time, even right. if your doctor has written yeah. you 12 refills, which is unfortunate. Right. And for those who are paying out of pocket, who could afford to pay for a year supply at a time? So exactly. that makes it exactly. difficult, but those are things that we're going to have to face when a disaster like this hits. You know, Kevin, I love you because you come right to the point, and that's why uh, you and Michael are so successful on your show, because you're bringing up issues here that are so important so important, okay? And people have, and the people listening in your audience, okay, that do take medications have to pay attention and say to themselves, well, there is such a thing that if you go on vacation, you can't get three months' supply. Yeah, I have okay? heard of that. Okay, so I advise them to do that, okay, if they haven't done so well, to do that and at least keep that supply in the house. And they say you can't get resupply for three months later. But the fact remains is that if you don't need to take that medication every day, okay, right. then at that point you could save some of that medication because I'm going to tell you, Kerry, you know what the crime is, especially with the triplicates. You know what the crime is? The crime is this. You have people that die from cancer that are on morphine, okay? Yep. And, right. these people, and these people are addicted to the morphine, okay, because yeah. they take it for their pain, right? So after the pain, they're addicted. Right. Now, the fact is that they can only get, let's say they get 60 uh, every month, you know, 12-hour pills. In other words, you take a pill for 12 hours, you take another one for another 12 hours. And they work, and they're terrific. But at the same time, you can only get uh, 60 or 30, whatever they give you. Now, those people, except when this goes down, at the mercy, the mercy, they're at the mercy of God. I say that because they're going to be addicted. They're sick to begin with. Now, yep. on top of that, add an addiction on top of that, okay? Right. And, and they won't be able to get their meds. Well, a lot of them are going to die. Well, and how, without the electricity and the light and, and all the technology in the hospitals, are our patients going to be cared for? I mean, there's just so much that is just beyond even being able to fathom. Those patients, those patients, those patients in the hospital, the, 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 the family might as well come get them because they, they can't do them any good over there. Yeah, they can't exactly. Over there. There's no electricity. And those yeah. people that are there, the nurses and the doctors, they have families too. And they want to well, and God family. forbid you have okay. an appendicitis attack or or, or yeah. gallbladder that needs right. to be removed because that's not going to happen in the dark. Exactly, and that's why I say the American people are asleep because after Katrina, you think there'd be a, a, a major uproar in this country 
where the people in each state would say, look, we don't want to experience the same thing that Katrina did. Are you doing this for that in case this happens? Are you taking care of this in case that happens, okay? But they don't. They just go back to watching their TVs. And those are the people that don't listen on today's show, but they're going to get caught short. They're not going to have any food. They're not going to have any water. They're going to have any medicine that's going to be lasting, okay? And talk about panic. Right. Let me tell you something. You haven't, you know, uh, when I was over there overseas in Vietnam, let me tell you something. Uh, I saw some horrible things. But that was only a, a prelude to what's going to happen here among our own. Because people are going to be behaving in such a way when they're starving to death that they're okay. killed yeah. to get something to eat, okay? In other words, it's going to be fun for yourself. Every man for himself. So you can imagine those conditions, okay? Not to speak about the guys that are in prison that might escape and get out, you know. Exactly. Who will right? escape and get out. Right? So, how how you know, are you going to aim a loaded gun in the dark and, and you know, you you may get some shots off and, and you may successfully down somebody, but really that's what it's going to end up being is a, is a full-on battle. That's what it's going to be. That's why I keep saying that it's going to end up being like back in the old West days, basically. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and 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 the thing, and the thing is, is the younger generation will not know how to cope with that. Those of us that are older, you know, our parents brought us up. We went out camping. We went out and did a lot of things. We learned how to survive off the land. But these young yes. people, you know, they have no clue. And and unless and, it can and, be put in the microwave, they yeah. That's right. They're not going to know how to go out and hunt or fish for their own food or anything because. Because, and it's sad to say, my generation, who brought up these young people, didn't take the time to teach your kids how to survive. Right. And yeah, it lies directly on our shoulders. I agree with you, Michael. Michael, you're going to see something also. Uh, may, I, may I add to what you just said, that, like I said before, uh, those younger people you were talking about will feed off the older uh-huh. people that have the experience. So the older people, because let's face it, as you get older, you know, your body doesn't move like a 28-year-old boxer, right? So you have to be prepared, okay? Now, I'm not telling people to go out and buy grounds or anything like that, but I am saying be aware, keep something in the house where you can fend for yourself in case somebody intrudes into your house and wants to kill you just for the food that you have in, 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 in storage. And it will so, happen. Believe me, it will happen. It's going to happen. That's what I'm telling your yeah. audience, okay? Don't be frightened. Because like President Roosevelt said, in 1941, when the country was at war, he says there's nothing to fear but fear itself. And he's right. Yeah. And he's right. Right. Preparation. Exactly. Preparation. In case you need it, you have it. Preparation. That's one. And that's why I put on my wall, why I put on my wall for my clients, because when I made the agreement with him, I told him, whatever I'm going to post to you, whatever I see, I'm going to post upon my wall. Otherwise, I'm not going to waste my time. So he says, go ahead. He says, just don't use my name. You know, so it's okay. Right. But anyway, to make a long story short, uh, the people that go to my wall can actually see on the, on the subject matters that I bring up what's going on. If they pay a little, you know, right. a little attention, they'll see what's going on. And, you know, and so if, if that alone shakes them and they start asking questions and, and start doing research on Google and see for themselves and they say, hey, this guy's got something here. Maybe I should prepare myself and my family. Right. nothing... There's nothing worse than a man that can't fend for his family. Okay? In other words, a man that can't bring home to his family to see his wife and children eat is a man that's desperate. 
And that's Very how we different. got started. That's how Very we got started on the earth. We became hunters in the beginning, right? When we first were on earth, we were hunters. Right. But we go back to that. Now, those younger people that you were talking about, Michael, they're going to feed off the older people. That's why I say to you, because they're not going to have any choice. You're right. They don't know how to boil an egg. Are you talking about cannibalism here, or did I misunderstand what you just said? I'll make an oath right now. I will not feed off the old people. <laughs> Honey, you're sick. <laughs> I'm going to get killed after this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Michael, I love your show for that reason. You know, every show has to have some humor. Otherwise, uh, you know, people wind up jumping out of their window, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I love your show because you have this humor that I just click right into, you know, and uh, it's necessary in life. You have to be able to enjoy yourself and laugh. You know, don't take anything too serious, you know. You know, when I say don't take things too serious in life, I mean, you know, just take care of yourself and your families and prepare in case anything that happens in the future, and you'll be okay. You know, and just keep on living the The truth, you accept it or you don't, and those that accept it, you can only do what you can do. After that, it's out of your hands. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And, and, and so, you know, when I came on your show, I want, you know, we spoke about many things, and the things that I – more or less focused on more than anything else was, you know, the sun and the and flares and all that. Right. That's simply because it affects people in your audience, everyone, including myself. And so I thought it'd be a subject matter that of interest so that people can be aware of that uh, when this happens, that, uh, hey, I was told. You know, I was told. I remember that show. I remember that guy talking on your, on that show. I'm carrying the – hold on a second – I remember talking on Terry Shaw about what happened here and Michael, and uh, that guy was right. I don't want people to be put in that position. I want people to say, you know what, this guy makes some kind of sense. I think I'll go yeah. out and store up in the house. You know, I think I'll go store up a little bit just in case. And if they do that, right. then I, if they do that, then I succeeded. I've succeeded Absolutely. on your show. Exactly. You see, and that's what I want to do. You know, because all this bullshit about top secret, excuse my French, about top secret in this. And we like French on this show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes down, when it comes down to the lives of, 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 of the American people, I say that if anyone knows that something's going to happen that's detrimental to the people, then by all means, you know, don't panic them. But you can tell them in such a way to prepare them. Just say, prepare yourselves in case exactly. this happens. Okay. Exactly. And I think, yeah, give them a heads up, you know. And, and Can you hang cool. around for a few minutes, Vince? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to put you on hold briefly while we take a few-minute break. And actually, Jimmy Parker, who was a guest of ours a year ago, is going to be joining us again next month. So I'm going to play one of his songs called I've Been Good, I've Been Bad, since that's pretty apropos for the three of us. And we you. will. I love his music. I love his music. I know. I love his music, too. I love his music. I've been good. I've been bad. Then we're going to be back with Mr. Vince Bassini, and Michael can give us a round out of what's going on on the road, and we will talk shortly. I've been good. I've been bad. Jimmy Parker. 
I've lived life at its best. I've seen life at its worst. I've felt heaven lay next to me. Been through hell in times of grief. I've helped those who were in need. There were times I just helped me, made them laugh, made some cry. I've done things, wondered why. I've been good. I've been bad, sometimes happy, sometimes sad. I have taken, I've been had, I've been good, I've been bad. Devil too said amen. Cuss words too. I've been right. I've been wrong. I've been weak and I've been strong. I've been good. I've been bad. Sometimes happy, sometimes sad. I have taken, I've been had, I've been good, I've been bad. But through the peaks and valleys, all the highs and lows. One thing I have learned That's just the way life goes I've been good I've been bad Sometimes happy Sometimes sad I have taken I've been had I've been I've been bad, oh, I've been good, I've been bad. And that was Mr. Jimmy Parker, who we will be having on our show as a returning guest next month sometime. Michael, do we still have you? Yeah, I'm still here. You know, uh, I I just read up about, uh, I guess he's got some song that might be picked up by uh, Country Music TV as well, yes. one of his videos. Yeah. And it's really exciting to see that, you know, he's, he's having a lot of good fortune 
You know, and and, and what what I like about it the most is is he's not a young guy. You know. No, he he started yeah he started later um, after his wife passed away and yeah. Yeah, and 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 he's seen success, which goes to show you know you know you don't have to be a young young kid to to get out there and make music you know if you've got that inclination and got that talent. Oh, you know, absolutely. So, no matter what age you are, and, and I, and of course, country country music anyway is is really not age biased like a lot of other other genres of music anyway. Country music, pretty much, you know, you you could be an eighty year old and if you got to hit song, people will love it. You know, but if, if you were in the rock genre and you were an eighty year old, nobody would want to hear it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it, it's just you know. There's a, there's a lot of bias there in the music industry, with the exception of the genre of the country music side. But, yeah, there's still a lot of old rockers hanging on, though, Michael. Yeah, but they're ones that are already made it. You don't see a oh, new yeah. one that's made Exactly. I, I see what you're saying. Yes, I agree. I totally yeah, agree. And, and with, with country, you know, you can be a new artist and be old and, and still be accepted. I'm going to bring so, you know, back in and uh, uh, for his part well, words, and then I'm going to let you go on and... Uh, Talk to us about some upcoming shows, and I'll talk about some upcoming shows and wrap up your time on the road. So, all right, yeah, because I'm going to have to get to sleep pretty soon. I got to drive for another 10 hours and about six hours from now. Oh, you're lucky. Vince, <laughs> <laughs> are you there? Yes, I'm here. I was just wondering uh, if it's okay with you and Michael. Maybe your uh, audience would like to call in, and they can ask me any question they want. If I can answer it, I'd be glad to. I yeah, and I should have said. announced the number earlier. I know I posted the number, but if any of those listening want to call in at 347-205-9943, make sure you press the number one so you're brought into the queue and we know that you want to talk to Mr. Vicini. And in the meantime, while we're waiting to see if anybody calls, Vince, uh, I'm going to leave you on the air. I'm not going to mute you, but um, we're going to let Michael kind of wrap up his portion of the segment. Go ahead, Michael. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to just yeah, wrap it up here because I'm, I'm going to have to go. But you guys can continue on with the show, you know, all, all through the rest of the time period. That's, that's fine. Just I got I got to take another 10-hour drive here in about six hours, and so I do need to get some sleep. Yeah. It's, it's really yeah. hard to drive when you've been up 24 hours. So. Yeah. No, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Uh, I need to go. But I want to let everybody know that, you know, I, I keep posting on Facebook where I where – I, where I'm at, and, and I try to keep up to date of where I'm headed too. So, so you know, any of any of my friends out there, any of the listeners out there that are, are following me on Facebook, uh, if I'm coming to an area near you, uh, make sure you post post something in there uh, to let me know. And, and uh, if I've got some time, because sometimes we get an hour or two, but uh, if I've got time, I'd be more happy to to meet up with anybody that you know that wants to, to buy him dinner. <laughs> and be on, yeah, yeah. And be on camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Michael, Michael, me your number, like you said. Michael, send your number to me to a message, and, and so I can call you. Yeah, yeah, I'll make sure you give you my number because I, I I do want to talk to you. Uh, so I'm gonna have to go, guys. But but go ahead and finish up the show, and uh, and uh, I'll talk to all uh, all of you listeners out there next week. Okay, Vince, hang on with me, okay? Certainly, certainly. Okay, bye-bye, Michael. Good luck to you out on the road and be safe. All right. Michael, don't Good night. Thank you, Michael. God bless you. All right, thank you, man. God bless you. Okay, so is there anything else that you wanted to tell our listening yeah. audience before we yeah. let you go? 
Well, sure. There's, uh, uh, basically, I wanted to say is uh, it's difficult to uh, cover so many uh, subject matters, you know, but I think we covered the most important one today because it gave me an opportunity to uh, tell people just be aware of what's going on and uh, take some interest and uh, and store some food and water in the house, you know, and just in exactly. case they were... Anything and some medical happen. supplies and safety gear and whatnot. Kerry, I want to say that your show really uh, performs a great justice because it allows people to hear the truth and to, you know, walk away saying to themselves, I'm glad I listened because I didn't know that before. Right. And well, we really appreciate that you've been on twice now, and we're absolutely going to have you back again. I do remember one question that I had that, or a point I was going to bring up, uh, was were, were you not uh, one of the first um, practitioners to initiate the remote viewing program with another gentleman? And I know you gave me his name once upon a time, and I can't remember who it was. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Uh, yeah, that was Pat Price. and uh, That's right. All I can say is that uh, we were in the same line of work. When I met him, we were both law enforcement officers, and uh, he, he was the chief of police. And uh, we had a, one thing in common. We were both extremely psychic, but at the same time, uh, he uh, taught me something that I wasn't uh, aware of, and, uh, and I'm, that's about all I can say about Pat because... Uh, yeah, I was a wonderful person, you know. And yeah. uh, I know he, there's he a lot me, of. Uh, he, left me, he left me something uh, with me more beyond that I'm, I'm really grateful for. And, yeah. Uh, I know he was a great influence in your life and a great friend, and I'm sorry for your loss. And actually, if anybody wants information on Pat Price, you can Google his name and find out a lot about his remote viewing. But I know there is a lot that's classified that you can't talk about with regards to him. But I did want to mention to our listening audience that you were one of the first people, along with Pat, to initiate well, this remote let, viewing let me, program. Let me let me put it this way. I had nothing, to be honest with you, I had nothing to do with the CIA's program per se. I was taught remote viewing that the CIA initiated. You understand? Right. Yes, okay, I do. So then, okay, so then, and Pat Price is part of that program. Gotcha. Okay, so, you know, because in this way, uh, you know, the people will know the truth, and uh, and that's about it. Uh, uh, very, yeah, very, very interesting, man. A lot of great reading. So, uh, yeah, I thank you again, Vince, for, for coming on and spending two whole hours with us. It's been very that's informative. The connection was a lot better than the first time. We had a few technical difficulties, but I, I believe we've overcome them, and most of this will be in the archives. So I thank you again very much, and I love you, and thank you so much for doing this for us. Oh, you're more than welcome, and God bless you and the family, okay? Thank you so much. I love you, Terry. Thank you. Okay, I love you too, Vince, and that was Vince Vicini for any of our listening audience or those who are going to be listening to the archives, and we are going to go out with our Not Late Night with Michael and Carrie outro, again, giving kudos to Josh Guild and Larry Gromer for writing our music, our intro music and our outro music. We will see you again next week, same bad time, same bad channel. 
tune in next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Not Late Night with your hosts, Michael Knight and Carrie Francis. This has been a Michael Knight Entertainment Media Production.